0: This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. And I'm super excited because it's not been that long since we spoke to him, but he's joining us again. It's Joe Brothwell from Take a Break magazine. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? I am very well this week. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Always a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, it's great. You haven't been on any more game shows or anything like that since I last saw you. No, unfortunately not.
1: I'm trying to just think of where my next target will be. I really want to do Million Pound Drop.
0: Oh, do you know what? Do you know what you should do? The chase.
1: The chase? Oh, Is I, lo- that an-
0: I love the Is- chase.
1: I just don't know. I don't want to do anything that's too, you know, general knowledge based. That's my thing, unless there's a big cash prize.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think I would get very far in the chase. If I'm honest, I don't think I. I definitely not beat the chasers, but uh, <laughs> I. I do absolutely. Lo- I love Bradley Walsh. Do you know, he's my weird crush. Is he? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Totally. <laughs> love. <him.
1: laughs> I don't see it. I'm sorry, Joe.
0: <laughs> Listen. Listen, I, I'm in love with Bradley Walsh and I will not have anybody say anything about there's him. There's no judgement here, there's no judgement. Well listen, it's great to have you on the programme today. Uh, we're starting off with uh, a great story from this week's Take a Break magazine. The, the stories are phenomenal as they always are and the brand new copy is out. And we'll start off with I'm dumping you for your mistress.
1: And this is from Chantel Kershaw. Chantal fished in her pocket for a coin to throw over her shoulder into the clear waters of the fountain. But just as she spun round, she saw something that made her stop in her tracks. In front of her was her boyfriend Peter, and he was on the pavement, down on one knee. Chantel, he said, I've never felt like this about anyone before. Will you do me the honour of becoming my wife? They'd only been together ten months, but she didn't need to think about her response. Yes, she said, running into his arms, of course. She'd met Peter online, and after three months of flirtation, they'd become a couple. He was everything she was looking for in a man. Handsome, funny, and a proper gentleman. He'd even picked a classy spot to pop the question. They were on holiday in Rome, and she'd planned to make a wish at the Trevi Fountain. But Peter had made that dream come true without her even having to throw in her coin. Back at home, he took Chantal shopping and splashed out on an expensive diamond ring that turned her friends green with envy. Then talk turned to wedding plans. Peter's job took him all over the world, so they decided to wait until he received his next posting before they married. But there was one thing they didn't want to delay. Let's try for a baby, he said. I want us to be a family. A year later, Chantelle fell pregnant, but she suffered a miscarriage. Peter was devastated, but Chantelle told him, don't worry, it'll happen. And a few months on, she fell pregnant again. The following year, she gave birth to a little girl, and they named her Sonara. Peter was a wonderful dad, always ready to change a nappy or get up in the middle of the night to feed their daughter. When he was away for work, um, she really missed him. But she understood Peter worked hard to give her and Sonara a good life and she was grateful. Happy years passed and then one day Chantelle was at home putting the washing away when she felt something hard in the pocket of Peter's suit jacket. She reached in and pulled out a mobile phone. She'd never seen it before and she wondered if Peter had picked up someone else's phone by mistake. Then another more unsettling thought popped into her head. She tried to push it away but it kept on nagging at her. So when Peter came home, she asked him outright, Why have you got a secret phone? It's not secret, he said. It's for work. Chantel wasn't sure if she believed him or not, but two months later, when she tried to log on to his Facebook account, she discovered he'd changed his password. Chantal put two and two together, and she thought, Something fishy is going on here. She knew that if she accused Peter, he'd deny it, so she set out to get all the proof she needed. And a little while later, an opportunity presented itself. One day, Peter forgot to log out of Facebook, and she saw her chance. While he was away from the computer, Chantel sat down at the screen and began to scroll through his messages. It didn't take long for her to find something. he had received a message from a woman named Lisa. When Chantel read it, she thought her heart would burst out of her chest in fury. She'd written, The sex was great. Can't wait to see you again. With blood pounding in her ears, Chantel marched into the living room. Peter glanced up at her and said, what's wrong? What's wrong? Chantel shouted. I'll tell you what's wrong. I've just read a message from Lisa. Peter's face fell. I'm sorry, he said. It was a one-off. Chantel gasped. At the very least, she'd expected him to try and deny it. Pack your bags and get out, she said. You disgust me. Peter moved out. He insisted he wasn't having an affair with Lisa, but it didn't matter to Chantel. He betrayed her once and that was enough. Then Chantel received a phone call from her mum. When she told her about Peter, she fell silent. Actually, her mum said, I suspected something was wrong. What do you mean? Chantel asked. She told Chantal that her and her dad had just had dinner with a friend of theirs who had brought another pal with them. The woman's name was Lisa? Lisa told me she'd been seeing a man called Peter, Mum said, and she described him, and when she described him, it dawned on me that it was your Peter. So it was more than just a one-off, Chantal asked. "I'm sorry, Mum said. But it looks that way. Chantal hung up and logged onto Facebook. She navigated her way to Lisa's profile, and she began to type, tap out a furious message. "You cow, do you know that Peter and I have a daughter?" She pressed send and a few minutes later received a reply. I understand your anger, but I'm in love with him. Chantel couldn't believe the cheek of the woman and she was just about to give her another piece of her mind when she saw the last line of her message. Lisa had written, We also have a daughter together, Mia. The room started to swim before Chantel's eyes and she thought she might collapse. Lisa asked if she could bring her and Chantel gave her her number. Chantel wanted to hate her, but when they spoke, she just couldn't. She told her that Peter had claimed he was single and she thought that they had a future together. When she had fallen pregnant, it was the icing on the cake, but he didn't even come to the birth, she said. "Chantelle felt so sorry for her. It was clear that Peter had led them both on. When Peter next came over to see Sonara at their house in Swindon, Wiltshire, Chantelle said, I know about Mia. It was just a one night stand, Peter said, but Chantelle knew who she believed. Meanwhile, Lisa and her met up. Her daughter was two years younger than Sonara and they got on well and Lisa and her built an unlikely friendship. In fact, they all liked one another so much they decided to spend Christmas together. It was then that they hatched a plan to get their own back on Peter. Chantel called him and arranged for him to drop Sonara off at a pub where they'd all be having dinner. Then Lisa arrived with Mia and they settled themselves at a table near the entrance. At last, the door opened and a familiar figure walked in. Peter looked at Chantel and then at Lisa. All the colour drained from his face and he handed over Sonara and scarpered quicker than a rat up a drainpipe. Lisa and Chantel burst out laughing. I think we made our point, Chantel said. Cheers to that, Lisa replied. Now their friendship is getting stronger by the day and they're planning to take their girls on, family, on a family holiday to because They're really looking forward to it. In a way, they feel that they should be grateful to Peter. If it hadn't been for him, they'd never have met. Thanks to to Chantel's ex, she's got a new best friend.
0: Well, you know, it is a nice way to end the story. I'm sure, you know, both women would rather have had, you know, an honest and truthful partner, and especially because they've got children involved. But, you know, it's good that they can take the positive out of such a negative, horrible thing. What a rotter.
1: I know, exactly, and the thinking that he can pull the wool over both ladies' eyes, but kind of they showed him, didn't they? Oh,
0: they didn't have. (laughs) That must be so stressful, though, Joe. You know, having two lives...
1: I know. I don't know how people do it.
0: I don't know. I'll ask our Connie here. What's it like? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen, good luck to them. And uh, let's hope they have a nice holiday and uh, remain friends for a long, long time and meet nice men uh, (laughs) that they're not going to share. Let's move on to our next story. And uh, this is Trapped in the Shower of Shame.
1: And this is from Claire Parsons. Claire pushed open the door and before she'd even made it to the counter, a voice called out, What will it be tonight, Claire, the usual? Go on then, Claire said, load it up. Within minutes, she was heading back out through the door, laden with trays of sweet and sour chicken, king prawns and rice. She worked as a chef and the long hours meant she could never face cooking for herself when she got home in the evening. Instead, she'd head to the Chinese takeaway or down the pub for steak and chips. Along with all the cakes she baked and ate at work, her diet took its toll on her body and she reached 16 stone. Then one day at work she had an accident. She slipped in a puddle on the kitchen floor and took a tumble, banging her knee in the process. It was already weak from a skiing accident years earlier and now she found herself unable to walk upstairs without being in agony. Things got so bad she had to give up work. She sought advice and she was told that with her health problems she qualified for assisted living housing. It was such a shock, she was only 37, but instead of spurring her into action, the news pushed her into a decline and there was only one thing that could cheer her up. She'd climb onto her mobility scooter and ride over to the corner shop where she'd raid the reduced price section for pies, pasties, garlic bread and tins of beans. Before long, she tipped the scales at 27 stone seven pounds. One morning, she was in the shower when she felt her knee spasm in pain. It gave way and she slipped. In the next moment, she found herself falling and then there was a thud as she hit the tiled floor. For a moment, she just lay there, trying to work out what had happened. Slowly, she got her bearings and she saw that her leg was twisted behind her. When she tried to move to stand up, an excruciating pain shot through her. As she was in warded assisted accommodation, she had a panic button on her bathroom wall. And so she stretched out her hand towards it, but her fingers, still slippery from the shower, couldn't quite reach it. And suddenly it dawned on her. She was stuck helpless and naked on her bathroom floor. She thought, how am I going to get out of this? The only way was to summon help. So she gritted her teeth and reached for the panic button again. She kept on stretching and stretching and eventually she was able to push it. Then she waited for someone to come and help her. And she waited. And waited. Five minutes went by, then 10, then 20, and at last a voice called out, Hello, are you okay? In here, she shouted. A moment later, two wardens appeared at the bathroom door. When they saw her splayed out, naked as the day she was born, they looked shocked. She could only imagine what they were thinking, and her face began to turn red. She thought, Oh, Claire, how did it get this bad? While one of them covered her modesty with a towel, the other called for an ambulance. When it arrived, the paramedics decided she needed to go to hospital, but there was a snag. One of the paramedics turned to the wardens and whispered, ''We've got a problem. She exceeds the weight limit for the stretcher.'' Claire dropped her head into her hands and burst into tears. A supersized stretcher had to be requested, and when it arrived, she was taken to hospital. On the way, she told herself, ''Enough is enough. You have to lose weight.'' Luckily, her injuries weren't serious, but she knew something had to change. She went to her GP and said, please help me, can I have a gastric bypass? She referred her to a weight loss management clinic where she was told that if she wanted to have surgery, she'd have to lose two stone by herself to prove she was committed to changing her ways. Then she spoke to a surgeon about repairing her knee. He said, get down to 11 stone and I can do it. I will, Claire said, and she meant it. She decided to join Slimming World to kickstart her weight loss, but she was so nervous It took her three visits before she felt brave enough to walk through the door. When she did, the group leader Lisa welcomed her in and her nerves dissipated. She talked her through the diet plan and gave her lots of recipes to try. As a chef, Claire was keen to give them all a go and a week later she returned to her group for her first weigh-in. She stepped on the scale and watched the needle spin round. Congratulations, Lisa said, you've lost nearly half a stone. Claire was thrilled and it spurred her on. The other women in the group were a fantastic support, and one evening they all went to bingo together. On the way home, a fellow slimmer turned to her and said, You're doing so well, Claire. You don't need gastric surgery. Tears welled in Claire's eyes. I don't. I believe in you, the friend continued, even if you don't. Claire continued to lose weight, but two months on, she hit a plateau. No matter what she tried, she seemed to be stuck at the same weight. Then she had an idea. She chose a photo of herself at her heaviest and had a life-size cardboard cut-up made. She put it in the living room at her home in Swindon Wiltshire. Her friend came over and said, stand next to it. Then she took a snap. When she showed Claire, she clasped her hand to her mouth. I look like a different person, Claire said. It was the motivation that she needed and in time she reached her target weight of nine stone 13 pounds. She even made it to the final of Slimming World's Woman of the Year competition. On the night, she wore a beautiful silk teal ball gown and the, with a lace back. And for the first time in her life, she felt amazing. When she got on stage, the host, Jason Donovan, said, Wow, you've lost 17 stone, nine pounds. That's incredible. Thank you, Claire said. She was so proud. She'd lost enough weight to have her a knee fixed and she hadn't needed gastric band after all. Now she's looking forward to the future. She's due to have her knee op soon and she still attends Slimming World in Swindon every Saturday to keep her motivated. She can't believe how far she's come and all because of that mortifying moment in the shower.
0: Oh, thank goodness that, the, you know, something actually made her stop and take a look uh, at the way she was heading because, you know, she might not even be here at yeah. the, you know, carrying that amount of weight if she hadn't mm. had that accident, as sore as it might have been. Um, and sometimes you do just need something awful like that to happen to make you take stock.
1: Yeah, and to spur you into action. Very I think much, it's really yeah. admirable she did it all without any surgery and kind of did it all by herself, didn't she?
0: Exactly. It's phenomenal. It really is. Yeah. Well done to her indeed. And uh, well done to you for bringing us such fabulous stories this week. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much, Joe. It's been great chatting to you. It always is. And uh, obviously, we all want to rush out and get Take a Break magazine. So if you can, go out and get it now. It's on the shelves. And if you can not and want to take a look online, have you got the fully accessible web address
1: um it is takeabreak.co.uk
0: fabulous joe brothwell from take a break magazine have a fabulous week and we'll speak to you again very soon here on in insight radio
1: okay you, you too thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's insight radio for more podcasts check out insightradio.co.uk